Welcome all to the Sin Savages podcast. My name is Mike. I'm one of your co-hosts. Today we'll be talking about various topics from the price, ridiculous price of gas to um, Russia being suspended from MasterCard and Visa services in Russia um, to a couple other uh, key topics. Uh, joining me is my, are my co-host. We got Brian here. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I think one of the other topics too is Cosmom. Cosmom, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the lead on that one. <laughs> we also got our other co-host here, Blake. Howdy. And, of course, we got the ginger, soulless ginger, Kyle. Uh, I yeah. Was, I thought he was the it, was, it was quite the quest, but, I, yeah, I got it. <laughs> he came back from his, uh, he came back from his, uh, his soul journey. Did his you solve journey. the Sphinx's riddle? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I want, we want to thank everybody for, for coming and uh, watching us. And uh, why don't we just jump into this? I mean, I mean have, you guys, have you guys been uh, – Catching up on uh, the recent gas prices that have just uh, kind of skyrocketed across the country. How can you avoid it? Yeah. My goodness. I, I'll say even if you don't look at the news, you're you're well aware of <laughs> gas is going up. Yeah. I mean, well, we have this uh, story here. It's from uh, ABC News. And here we go. Um, my gas. Judges. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> it's all right. You jumped the shark on that one, man. Jumped the shark on that one, man. We're going to get to that. Guys. We're going to get to we're, We'll get to the gas, guys. We'll get to the gas. Uh, we actually have this other uh, story here that I think uh, our, our co-host here, uh, Kyle, brought with us. He said um, he saw this article and he thought it was very interesting. Um, you want to give a little uh, context on this before yeah, we read the article? So, um, for all of our UFC fans, everyone knows Cain Velasquez, former. Heavyweight UFC champion. Um, it's been out of the game for a little bit, but um, is, I was actually... Is that a fight? Yes. Okay. Yes. Very well. Um, but I was actually listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, and he had Michael Bisping on, and they were actually talking about the story, and this is where I first originally heard it. Um, but Cain Velasquez was charged in a fatal shooting. Um, he's facing, I think it was like 10 counts, um, up to 20 years in prison. Um, so when I went and looked at it, it turns out that, um, the, there was a guy that according to Joe Rogan anyway, um, molested his daughter and it was like, the, I think the court document said like a hundred times. Um, and so essentially what happened is he followed this guy and for like 11 miles or something like that, and then pulled out a 40 caliber pistol and just unloaded into the, into his vehicle. I think he ended up ramming the car and then unloading unloading the mag into the into the truck mm. but turns out it wasn't just the guy that molested his daughter it was the guy i think it was the guy's mom and stepmom were mm. also in there mm. in the car with him um but yeah so that's kind of an overview of kind of essentially what happened interesting well <coughs> let's let's re go ahead and read the article here um judge denies bail to ufc champion kane velasquez charged in fatal shooting um, let's see, San Jose, California, a judge in California denied bail Monday to former two-time UFC heavyweight champion Cain Velasquez, who faces attempted murder and multiple gun assault charges after authorities say he fired a pickup truck, fired at a pickup truck carrying a man accused of sexually abusing a four-year-old family member. Uh, Velasquez was arrested in, in San Jose last week after he chased a pickup carrying the man through busy streets in three Silicon Valley cities, ramming the vehicle with his own pickup truck during an 11-mile high-speed chase. Prosecutor said Velasquez, 39, fired a 40 caliber pistol at the vehicle several times, wounding the man, the man's stepfather, who was driving in his arm and torso. Prosecutor said, Silver Attorney Mark uh, Garagos, 
was representing Velasquez, told reporters outside of the court that he plans on vindicating Kane and getting him back with his family, the Mercury News reported. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty heavy story. Yeah, this is pretty... I mean, I, I, it doesn't go into details story. about, you know, who the family member was, but you said it, you know, from Joe Rogan's uh, yeah. episode he, that it was uh, his daughter. Yeah, right? Joe Rogan and Michael Bisbing were saying that, um, and I don't know where they got this information, how they verified this, but um, they were saying it was his four-year-old daughter. Wow. Um, and yeah, as a parent who has kids, I can only imagine the freaking rage that was going through him. Um, I mean, one time is bad enough, let alone a hundred times. And I and I don't think his kid was the only one that got molested. I think it happened at a daycare center where it was like multiple kids. Oh, crap. Yeah. And how did how did the uh, how did the news break about it? How did how did he find out? Was it just how did like, Joe Rogan find out? I mean, how did how did um, Velasquez find out? How did any uh, parents find out know. that their kids were getting molested? Or I mean, that's, they probably might have told them. Maybe there was maybe there was a police investigation and it just came out and they're like, hey, like. Yeah, I think sometimes depending on if it's a child, like they usually keep stuff pretty close to the the vest on that but um it may have just been you know she you know if it, her i don't know uh his, his his child told him and you know played yeah. it out so yeah okay yeah. but you know hey i think i think i did remember seeing something on uh, dana white like they had asked him about this and i hadn't seen this article yet but they were asking dana white about it so i was kind of familiar with it but i now it makes kind of sense but they, they're like you know what do you think about this and dana white goes well I think other than the fact that, you know, there was unfortunately other people in the vehicle, I was like, he pretty much did what any of us said we would do. Yeah. That way yeah. we were in our, in that, in that instance. And you now it makes sense. I mean, there's, I, I wouldn't think a, a, a heartless father out there that wouldn't, you know, go after somebody for this. And, you know, we, as a society tend to harp on vigil, vigilantism. However, um, there's no tolerance for, for a child, you know, uh, molestation yeah. uh, predators of children and like that and then we all always find out about too it's like apparently there is uh you know honor amongst thieves in prison they don't like that crap no you go to jail and you molested no. a kid because a lot of these prisoners were molested as kids you go to jail they're gonna kill you go to congress they'll promote you <laughs> <laughs> well i mean I th this just uh reminds me of other stories like in i think of i read a couple of them in texas where you know Fathers find out that their kids were, were being molested and they just went out there and, you know, found the guy or girl or whatever and shot them to death. And, you know, they went to court, had their day in court, and, and they had a jury of their peers, and their peers were like, nope, he's completely innocent, yeah. right? Like, <clears throat> I, I think it just, it's it's the banality of, of evil, right, just coming out, especially nowadays. I mean, it just feels like evil just keeps winning and, you know, growing and gathering strength. And I think it's just the the immorality of our common society nowadays that this stuff like this is just normal. Right? Right. I think we just become desensitized. It's like, oh, another kid got molested. Like, yeah. you know, what's, oh, what's I was new? Just watching a Netflix series over the weekend about the uh, USA Olympic gymnastics team. Oh yeah, about the, the Larry Nassar. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I was like, holy crap! Like, I had kind of heard about it, didn't really pay much attention to it. Don't really watch gymnastics, you know. Don't yeah. you know? So, but um, you know, we watched this documentary over the weekend, and I was just like, holy cow, man, this guy was he's pretty. He's pretty evil. Yeah. So and he was like molesting kids in front of their parents and they didn't even know it because he was like so good at it. like he could yeah. cover it up. Yeah, like just uh, manipulation, right? Like keep, yeah. keep quiet because I'll make your dreams come true and get that gold medal and grooming. You know, yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, some yeah. of the girls they said they're like, We didn't we didn't really know because yeah. he's a doctor and, and so he's doing these procedures and so we just think it's like, Well, okay, well, this is part of the procedure. Yep. I'm gonna find out of course it isn't, you know. Yeah. Wow. 
Speaking of child molesters, if you haven't heard it today, this is your daily reminder. Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Um, <laughs> well, this episode will be taken down momentarily. Uh, it was great to see everybody, and we'll, we'll catch you guys next week. So another thing with that Cain Velasquez thing um, that it didn't touch on in that article was um, the judge denied – well, no, it did. It said it denied him bail. Yeah, it denied him bail. But it didn't say that the, the molester that was released from prison back in February – was zero. It was like zero bail. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't remember what um, what news news organization um, commented or reported that, but I remember reading an article where it was all like, oh and his God. his attorney came to last his attorney was like, this is the perfect example of what's wrong with like the criminal justice system is like you have dudes like this, you know, no bail. Like you'll find you'll find no better protector of tr- of predators than the state of California. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think they were trying to pass a law saying um, the changing the age of consent to like 12 or something like that. They so like, just, so like it, it would retroactively like let a bunch of these uh, felons out of jail or like let them, you know, scot free if they were like in arraignment or something like that. I think 12 or 14, something a ridiculous age. That's like, and they were like touting like, Oh, the, you know, these people there, they have, they have, uh, they have rights and feelings too. You know, they, they're, I forgot the terminology that they were calling for them, but they're like, they're, they're people too. I'm like, no, th- these are not people. They're monsters. Yeah. Well, I know at one point in California, they were trying to pass a bill that um, a lot of people were saying, well, you're, you're trying to legalize pedophilia. Because mm-hmm. it was essentially like if there was a 10, as long as it was in, within a 10-year age gap, it wasn't. It wasn't considered. It was, a, yeah, it wasn't yeah. considered illegal. So if you were like. 11 and 20. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you were within that, t- I don't know whatever happened to it. Um, I know it was like, it was presented in their um, house of representatives. I don't know if it ever got passed. I, I sure hope not. I mean, whoever brought but, that bill up should immediately be, you know, what's it called. But yeah, it, you read it and you're out. just, it was just disgusting. Yeah. There's like a section of people. They take, Oh, you shouldn't kink shame, whatever. This thing is oh, can't yeah, make feel yeah. people feel bad about their sexual preferences around the same time that have man boy love, which I couldn't believe was a real organization, but is man, you, man boy. <laughs> you get these together and you think, oh, it's just humans loving humans. We got to normalize this stuff. It's so disgusting. And you have Hollywood that on the backside totally is okay with this. You think of someone like uh, Kevin Spacey. Mm. who had from house of cards house of cards was on numerous talk show hosts all these people knew him and comes out oh he's muscling kids oh i didn't know that i'm pretty sure a lot of those talk show hosts knew about that but they don't say anything no one says anything about this because no one wants to speak up about it same thing among uh, other politicians and other corrupt officials that people know about this but they don't say anything and it's rage inducing yeah and to be and to be you know to be to be honest about things, you know, we we're we're not we're not advocating for you know harass, harassment of anybody or you know no. if if, so, if anybody chooses to have their own sexual orientation, whatever it is, like they're they're free to do so in this country and you know power to them to live their lives however they want. But once 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 their beliefs start infringing on 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 our beliefs, on our personal beliefs, and you know start <laughs> start becoming law yeah, that we that we are forced to to follow into that into well, that regime and thinking. That's that's the issue. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the the slippery slope argument that we've seen with this whole, you know, you can identify as whatever gender you want to identify as, right? Well, mm-hmm. what what has happened with that now? We've seen where people are saying, "Well, I identify as 
12 years old, you know? And so, well, you know, where are you going to go with that? You know, how, 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 how evil can you, you know, can you get into if you sit there and say, well, I can identify as a 12 year old and you're a 45 year old man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There was a guy who tried to, um, identify as a different age that went to a court for it to change it legally. And they ruled it a no, because this has to do with like, um, you know, there's a legal drinking age, there's a little driving age. So they, for now, they said you couldn't identify as a different age. And, uh, you know, when these trans uh, gender advocates um, talk about their ideology, you bring up, well, are you progressive enough to be transracial and support that someone born white wants to identify as, as Asian or black and they think, oh, I'm not going to even dignify that with a response. But that's the next step. You know, there is more difference in your physiology between male and female than between a white and a black person. You know, there is more scientific evidence for a difference between two genders than there are to between two races. Well, well, to bring it back onto onto topic for for that article that we just read, I mean, what what, what do you guys think? What do you guys think is going to happen in court? You guys think he's going to be acquitted by Jerry Spears? Collateral damage complicates uh, things. Cal- it's California, dude. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a it's a flip of a coin on that one. It depends on on. I would say based on California and. Mike, feel free to throw your racial <laughs> feel free to throw your racial card into this one, right? If he happens to get a decent uh, decent amount of minorities on the on the mm. on the on the, uh, on the jury board, say even Hispanic, I think it'll get I think he'll get overthrown. I think yeah. he'll be okay. I, well, I think I, I think, agree to a point. I think I think the you know attempted murder or the murder charge, like no, they, no, yeah, 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 yeah no, like I, I think they're going to get rid yeah. of that. As far as the gun charges, I don't think he's getting out of those ones. No, he should. He shouldn't yeah. on that. However, you yeah. know, yeah. anything with the guy that molested his daughter, I think they'll toss out. Anything else? Oh, you know, first degree murder, yeah. incidental yeah. stuff. Yeah, anything yeah. incidental. He hurt somebody else, which of course is unfortunate, right? It's, he, I, I can't put myself in his in his shoes, but uh, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking should have. You're gonna tell him you should have made sure he was alone. You know? But uh, no anyway, well, yeah. As as the resident minority and ethnic color here. <laughs> Our token. Am I wrong? Token. Am I wrong on what I said? Uh, no, no, uh, no, Mister Mister Brian, you are not wrong. I think. Um, I mean, as as a recent as a recent father as well. I mean, I I couldn't imagine something like that happening to my child, right? And if it did, I mean, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even know what mental state I would be in, if once I learned that happened, right? And that the guy, or person, or what individual that that did this atrocious act was out free, walking around, enjoying life, and probably doing this to other to other children right i mean again it just comes back to evil i mean some people are just evil yeah and what 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 can you do but you know prepare your kids and i had to teach them to i had a discussion with somebody on this uh or not this one the the, uh the uh the olympic one right but Mm -hmm. this could be tied into it so this person doesn't believe in the death penalty okay that's fine but I said, when you have someone this evil, right, or, you know, molesting all of these Olympic, you know, these young girls, regardless of their Olympics or not, anybody, I was like, do you think that push, that person should be, you know, punished to an extent farther than just be put in, put in prison for the rest of their lives? And then it kind of put them into a bind because then they're like, well, because their whole argument was, you know, well, not their argument, their, their premise was that, you know, uh, this person should be dead. And I was like, I thought you didn't believe in the death penalty. Like mm. you put you into a bind on this one. Me, mm. I, I, I'm, I'm of the, uh, of the mindset. If you mess with children, if you hurt children, 
goodbye. Yeah. You're done. Yep. I, don't, I don't mean you're done like in prison for the rest of your life. Your life is done. You have forfeited yeah. your life. Yeah, you made, you made that that choice, the specific choice, and this is the consequence of that. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and how many yeah. countries is is a molestation of kids like just outright vigilante and you know nobody does anything because well, they understand that the prison thing that we brought up right and i think it was brazil they they fomented a prison riot right this massive riot in this prison shut it down everything and when they ended up getting everything back to back in order after hours the one area where they kept all the child molesters every single one of them was was murdered like brutally and the whole point of the riot was for that the prisoners wanted to get in there and they wanted to kill these guys that was yeah. the whole point of it well that's the reason why in prisons like most of those guys aren't allowed to be in gem pop because yeah. they're, yeah, they won't, they won't they're, last. Yeah. They're putting in a different, different ward or something. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. What's yeah. his name from subway? I think he's got his own little <laughs> Jared. <laughs> Jared. Slim Jared. <laughs> he wanted to make it that way. They, they want to provide it in a normal store. One thing about this, um, um, uh, UFC fighter, I certainly hope he had enough evidence that the guy was guilty of the molestation charges. Right. Um, cause, uh, that would put another bind on this. If he's, under court or if it's being investigated and he's not found guilty yet because uh, I think this guy had previous like convictions. Oh, Um, previous convictions. Well, that I believe so. I, I mean, fact check me on that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he had previous convictions because he was already in jail, I believe. And then he was released at the end of February. Well, if it's true, Um, beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, we're not advocating for it. (laughs) (laughs) Just if it happens, we're not calling for an assassination of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, and right, we will, sure we will, we will touch on uh, certain topics involving uh, calls for assassination on on another Russian people later people. on. But with that, let's Russian why don't we jump leaders. into this uh, other story? Um, I think as as we were talking at the beginning of the of the episode, um, you know, as we as we were driving around today, I think uh, me and my wife we saw crazy gas prices. I mean, I think yesterday prices were right under four four dollars. Yesterday, like three three ninety eight, three ninety nine. And then today on the way here to the studio, we saw we saw four twenty five a gallon Dude. for regular. In West Virginia. I don't even want to look at diesel. Yeah, I'm 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 on the border out in West Virginia in the panhandle and we're talking Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Giving away trade three. secrets. Three week three weeks ago, uh it was three twenty five. And this morning it was three ninety nine. Wow. Yep. Three ninety nine. Dude, like last week, um there was a seven eleven right nearby us that I it was like three fifty. And then yeah, like Yesterday we were driving around. It was like four four nineteen. Yep. So how exactly did these high gas prices come about, Brian? Well, funny. Why don't, well, why don't we uh, why don't we go to our, our article that we pulled up for that? Um, here we have an article from MSN, and it's gas prices surged towards record high as White House woos Saudis and Venezuelans. <laughs> as as prices in the U.S. grew closer to record levels on Monday, on while the White House looked. Look to Venezuela and Saudi Arabia in an effort to mitigate the consequences of a potential Russian oil embargo. Prices have surpassed $4 per gallon, the highest Americans have seen since July 2008. The Associated Press reported price tracking gas buddy said Monday that the U.S. is closing the gap with its $4.10 per gallon record price, but that that previous record would equal about five twenty four when talking when taking inflation to into account. The U.S. is weighing deals and negotiations with both Venezuela and Saudi Arabia to ease further possible price surges from a ban on Russian oil imports, according to news reports. The U.S. is both the world's biggest oil producer and consumer and imports two hundred forty five million barrels of oil from Russia in, in two thousand twenty one. The AP reported the account 
This accounted for 8% of all U.S. oil import, the possible exclusion of which is expected to take a toll at U.S. gas pumps. Um, I don't think people understand. I mean, I think it was uh, during the State of the Union, Biden said that we were they were releasing jointly with a bunch of NATO countries about 60 million barrels of oil. Three days. And that's yep. about, yeah, the U.S. goes about <laughs> goes through about 20 million barrels a day. So three, but that's 60, 60, 60 million barrels for all the countries in NATO, though, I think. Yeah. Not just for the U.S. So it's it's even less than that for, for you know, U.S. gas. You know, even though Saudi Arabia is the, the uh, king of gas and oil exports, we are not that far behind. I think we're like maybe second or, or third in, in oil production. We produce a lot of our own, but with people shutting down pipelines, draining our access. Well, I think we were. At the, I don't think we are anymore. I think uh, Mr. Brian has some cold hard facts for us here. Yes, yes. So I spent I spent some good time working on this uh, over the weekend, and uh, I don't have a teleprompter to be able to read the stuff I write. So I have you know old paper here and uh, <laughs> trees, and, uh, dead yeah, trees. Yeah. So I'm gonna go through this. I'm gonna read through this, uh, and then uh, we'll get you guys' response after you hear some of the stuff. Okay. So we know that you know the three major fossil fuels that the U.S. uses are uh, petroleum, natural gas, and coal. Yeah? Uh, combined account for 77.6% of the U.S.'s primary energy production. Natural gas accounts for 36%. Petroleum accounts for 32%. Coal, 11%. Renewable en- energy is 12%. And nuclear uh, nuclear and electric power is 9%. So we know that because oil is a globally traded commodity, different factors around the world affect the supply of the demand of oil. In turn, affecting the price of Americans pay at the gas pump. We know this already. We're seeing this right now. Growing demand for oil in other parts of the world puts upward pressure on the prices, bad weather, geopolitical risks. Uh, these all can disrupt the supply chain. Mm. If there's a hurricane, uh, uh, you know, some kind of a natural disaster, refinery, uh, suspended operations, any of those, they can choke up the supply chain. Of course, the driver price is higher, right? We see what in Florida every year when there's a hurricane, what happens? The price of lumber goes to the roof, right? Um, again, natural disasters, war, famine, even just the rumors of these things can cause the price of gases to go higher. Um, speculators working in future markets can increase the price. A lot of people talk about speculators. Uh, they can increase the price of gasoline if inventories build up or sellers wait for higher prices, but the effect is marginal because companies must eventually offload those inventories. Okay. So when we look at, uh, when we look at fuels, right, we look at, at the costs and whatnot, we'll, you know, we think of what are some of those costs are, uh, that, that are incurred with that gallon of gas, right? So biggest one, taxes, right? Federal excise tax. Anybody want to take an idea how much out of a dollar is from federal taxes? Uh, 30 cents. Nope. I would Higher. say closer to like half, 40, oh, 45. Actually, it's lower. A lower. Yep. Federal, federal excise tax is 18 cents per gallon. State excise tax is fifty-one cents per there gallon. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Sales tax estimated anywhere between ten percent, and that fifty-one fifty-one percent that fluctuates by state as well. So we we know that. Uh, well, we don't know this. Uh, you're learning this now. Uh, the high states with uh, the highest taxes uh, is not California is not number one. It's actually number two. Um, it's our neighbor over here is number one, Pennsylvania. Really? New York's number two, yeah, well, big, uh, California's number two, New York's fracking. number three, yeah. yeah. New Jersey's like number four or so. 
So uh, uh, some more costs. Uh, we have fees of low carbon gas programs. That's 22 cents per gallon. We have greenhouse gas programs. That's 15 cents per gallon. Underground tank storage. This is two cents per gallon. Uh, that means that if you fill up your 23 gallon tank, if you live in California, the state gets $26. What? Per gallon? Uh, over no, 23 or gallons. just for the total. For, for the total, total cost. Tank. They're getting $26. Every time you fill up your tank. Yep. So, uh, well, you know, some people are talking about who's getting rich off this, right? Well, gas station owners. Gas station owners who usually only own one station make more money on their minimum on their mini marts than on gas, much like movie theaters. They don't make money on the movies. They make money on the concessions. Gas is practically a loss leader. Gas station owners make more on hot dogs, big gulps, and coffee. By the time gas station factors in the loss, factors in the cost, such as labor, insurance, franchise fees, credit card fees, they may make four to seven cents per gallon. If it's nothing, but it's not as much as the government takes for doing nothing to create or produce the product. So the wow. government's getting all this money, the state, whatnot. They're doing nothing to produce the product. They're doing nothing to, to uh, refine the product. They're doing nothing to get the product anywhere, but they're getting 51 cents, you know, on, on every dollar of gallon of gas. So, um, what about uh, big, scary, greedy executives, right? Are they making a lot of money? According to the Natural Resource Defense Council, those robber barons make $1.12 for overhead. Pumping the oil, getting the oil to the refinery, sourcing out new oil fields, technology to increase the, uh, to increase the ladder. So they're, they're taking the biggest risks, right? But they're only making $1.12 on, on, over, on, on the, the price of fuel, right? So still, they're making less than... <laughs> Exponentially yeah. less than the government. Okay, what about refineries, right? Refineries got to make some money, right? They the refineries, uh, well, they're making about five cents a gallon. Wow. Huh. All right. Okay. Well, what about the oil tankers? Right. They got to make some dough. You got to transport mm-hmm. that oil, right? So the oil tankers, well, the oil tankers and the pipeline operators, they make a penny a gallon. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I I I have worked and work in supply chain for the 20 years of my life, all right? I am in no, no, no means a, a, a severe expert when it comes to supply chain, but I kind of know my stuff, right? You run a razor-thin line in some areas of supply chain, but holy crap, one cent, th- those guys are... It, Their margins are, they, you can't budge them. Super tight. So when you sit there and you, you see these ships that are sitting off the coast in, in L.A. or in, off the coast in New York or wherever you may be in Louisiana... They're eating that cost, and it's severe. That's why they, you know, they, they, they estimate out a year in advance. Like when they go through the Panama Canal, you have yeah. to you have to recommend or you have to request to go through it a year in advance. So you have to know down to like almost the hour what time you're going to be going through that thing. That's how serious it is. And the Suez Canal, it's, it's similar. You know, you have to be on the ball and that stuff. Okay, so let's talk about other things uh, with oil. What are some of the things that oil that comes from oil? Like products made from oil? Yes. Oh, uh, medication? Sure. Petroleum? Um, tires? Yes. Right? Rubber? Yes. Plastics? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff. The delivery of every product yeah, in the your store? Yeah, tra- transportation, <laughs> right? Energy to transport goods and services? Right. The uh, oil, utilities? The oil that you push on the ships is carried by the oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you burn oil to take oil, oil somewhere. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to read this, read some stuff off here, and uh, we'll kind of go through it. So you got backpacks, you got balloons, uh, ballpoint pens, bandages, clothing, right? Clothing, uh, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coffee makers, cold cream, combs. Um, let's see. Curtains, dentures, deodorant, detergent, dice, dishwasher liquid, dog collars, dyes, faucet washers, fertilizers. Oh, yeah. Mike, what happens if we don't have fertilizer? Well, funny that you should mention that. Um, pretty much we can't grow food and then we all starve. <laughs> Especially you, the biggest vegan I've ever met in my entire life. That is a lie. I am not a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I do not espouse that rhetoric in my life. And I I, I abhor that. I, so. I have one more on here that I think you guys will find funny. Uh, Jesus solar life. Solar panels. <laughs> oh, solar panels. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. You need oil? You need oil to make solar, solar panels, panels and about a host of other harmful chemicals. Oh, and you need oil to mine all the precious uh, and minerals. and you can't you can't recycle solar panels as of yet. So no. those those things yeah, uh, perfect. Yeah, solar right. panels is one of the most inefficient energy source. <laughs> just for how much it takes toxic stuff it builds. Go on. Yeah, so we're not done yet. So uh, the EIA. <laughs> this is this is from EIA.gov. I'm pulling this information from government websites, so I'm not right. pulling this from. Left or right. This is coming from the government. Okay. Um, the EIA, you can find this on EIA.gov, estimates that the U.S. production could reach nearly 12 million barrels per day in 2019. This was estimate. This was an estimate in 2017, right? So what they're talking about here about going to 12 million bar- barrels per day, we reached that. We reached that under Trump. We were at like 11.9. We actually, I think we broke 12 million barrels per day, which is why we became en- energy independent, right? Right. Um, um, and that's with the current governmental regulations, red tape, et cetera. So uh, also according to the EIA.gov, in 2020, the United States consumed an average of about 19 million barrels of petroleum per day. That's 63% of the oil usage, right? So if we, if we can produce 12 million at current rates and we're consuming 19, that's 63% of our consumption right there. We're producing most of what we need. We, we easily can. We easily can, but that doesn't mean we do. We no, we don't. Not now. It's going down. It's right. going down fast. It's tanking. Um, so ninety-four percent of Americans' offshore acreage, vast tracts throughout the harbors, uh, off the coast of the East Coast, West Coast, and the uh, Gulf of Mexico, uh, nearly a hundred billion barrels of oil are off limits to oil exploration right now. Uh, the Department of Labor Interior has drafted a proposal to open access to large swaths of these offshore resources. A move that would uh, reverse a regulatory parting shot of the Obama administration aiming at stifling natural resource extraction. So uh, another thing is that we saw they're, they're not allowing or the Biden administration is not going to allow uh, oil companies to drill on government's land. Right. Right. Now, a lot of people think it's like, oh, these are the small parts of each state. Right. Now, the, the federal government controls massive massive portions of land you can go you can google it and you can look up each individual state and it shows you a portion of each state how much the government owns you look at like alaska it's insane it's like it's, oh there's a so many so many resources in alaska it's it's incredible yeah. i mean if we we could probably subside just on alaska if we actually drilled it and mined it yeah well that, that's when you get into like fracking and stuff now right. too right well yeah. what do we see on the east coast and in, in pennsylvania and new york and new jersey they can't frack you know, but they have massive natural gas uh, pockets down there, but they can't get it because government's not going to allow them to do it. Yep. So uh, I'm going to get to this later. We're going to kind of, you know, I'm almost done with this, but we're going to get to the point where we, what I think we should be doing. Uh, so the United States imports 37% of its oil. Okay. Uh, the U.S. imports the most oil. We saw that on the, on the, uh, the article, uh, the most oil per day based on April 2020 numbers. 
these are the states, or the, I'm sorry, these are the countries, the top 10 countries that we import oil from. Uh, number one is Canada, 4 million barrels. Mm-hmm. Two, Mexico, 631,000. Saudi Arabia, 431,000. Russia, 408,000. Mm-hmm. Colombia, 277,000. Ecuador, 176,000. Iraq, 140,000. South Korea, 133,000. Brazil, 104,000. And the Netherlands, 93,000 barrels. And that's per month, right? Uh, This is uh, per day. Oh, per day. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. The U.S. imports uh, the most oil. I mean, that that makes sense because every every two days we... Yeah, because we're, 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 we're importing billion. Yeah, we're importing yeah. like one point one plus billion barrels of oil from Canada, mm-hmm. um, and so four four point zero eight million barrels a day is. You should give. I'm not a mathematician, so two plus large two, number. Two plus two yeah. equals five, right? See. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So recently on Monday, prices which today <laughs> prices to buy uh, call options increased. Right. Uh, we talk about speculation and whatnot, right? So speculation, it does have an effect, but uh, on this today, uh, call options have been increased, including at least 200 traded contracts to buy May contracts. This is for the month of May. They're doing it right now for Brent futures at $200 a barrel by the end of, of the end of March. This is from Bloomberg. Yeah. They're not even hiding it. I mean, there's, there's no way they can. They're trying to get ahead of the story. How many barrels of oil would we be importing? Would we be bringing into the country right now if we had the XL pipeline? Any guess? Uh, I think we we were down to zero. No, no. How much? How much would it be bringing in if we if we open up? If we were if we if were fin- to finish the up? pipeline, open it up. How many barrels of oil would we be bringing in uh, per day? Per day, I would say half a million. Half a million barrels. Five hundred and ten million barrels. Wow. What did I say? Yeah. Russia brings in four hundred eight thousand. Yep. Four hundred eight thousand. Yeah. I'm sorry. 510,000 barrels per day. Russia brings in 408,000 barrels per day, right? Saudi Arabia, 431,000. Either one of those, just by opening the XL pipeline, you're allowing that to to negate either one of those, right? And Canada, yes, Trudeau's uh, a many things. And, uh, but Canada (laughs) is still, they're our neighbors, you know, friends and family alike. And we, we've had a long outstanding open border with them in, in trade relations. And to bring in that shell oil from them, not only would benefit them, but us as well. But then you're talking about getting rid of, you know, offsetting companies like countries like Saudi Arabia and Russia. Well, who's Saudi Arabia as well? What do they control? OPEC. Mm-hmm. Right. And what do we always hear Biden talk about? OPEC. Oh, we just need to have OPEC, you know, pump more oil. We just got to get to OPEC and have them pump more oil. We don't need OPEC. You negated the Keystone Pipeline, which would have totally, completely, 100% offset this thing. Wow. Well. So. So, in conclusion, what, it, what, is, what does that mean for uh, gas prices going on in the future? What do you guys well, think? they're going to they're gonna keep increasing. I mean, it's. <laughs> Under <laughs> this, do you see any relief in sight? Not with this administration. Well, here's the problem, though. Even with even even if you uh, cut out all the red tape, if you allowed all these, like, hey, drill, baby, drill, let's go, let's go, let's go, right? It still takes anywhere from one to two years to back up that pipeline, yeah. you know, yeah. to, to get all the stuff back to where it was. It takes one to two years, maybe even more, depending on, you know, what's going on around the world, right? And, of course, you know, uh, the Department of Transportation is not helping issues any, you know. Moody Judge isn't helping? No, no, it's weird. No weird. The guy knows absolutely nothing <laughs> about supply chain and logistics whatsoever. When he, I think when he was mayor of his town, he couldn't even fix 
you know, potholes in a city. So you got this guy running the Department of Transportation. And if you want oil and you want all this, we you know these things that we need. Oh, who's calling for drilling more oil, which is completely against, you know, it goes against his company, Elon Musk. Uh, he oh, sent yeah, out a tweet, out, yeah. like almost, he's like, he's like, hey, look, this goes against my company. Obviously, uh, you know, I, I make car batteries and stuff like that. He's like, but we need to be drilling oil right now. Well, yeah, I like think, immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, he, I think PragerU, I saw it on no. PragerU that they saw his tweet or, or well, posted he, his tweet. He, un- he understands that electricity doesn't come from nothing, right? I mean, I think the U.S.'s total uh, energy consumption from renewables is, I think, 20%. But... How many people, you know, like how many people in this country use electricity? Pretty much everybody for everything, right? And there is absolutely no way that renewables can can sustain, you know, 100% usage for electricity today, right now. If we switched everything, if we switched all the gas pumps, everything off, there's we we go into the dark ages. Oh, you're ta- you're talking about you're po- you're talking about apocalypse. Yeah, there's nothing happening. Death on yeah. a, on a, on a, on a, on a biblical scale. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I think uh, today news broke about um the price for a barrel of oil, it just hit, I think, uh, $130, $100, almost 140 For those just, of you watching, um, in 2008, prices hit, I think, $100, just a little bit over $140 barrel, a barrel yep. uh, of oil. Um, and that was the final straw that broke the camel's back and sent us into that uh, recession. But they're yeah. talking about they're talking about sustained 150 plus sustained. No, no, Some, no, no. Right no, now, Chase and a couple other places are talking about 200. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I know that. A barrel. But they're saying on average sustained, sustained. 150 plus. I'm like, like that's insane. Yeah. Can't, you can't do that. if 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 in 2008 where we didn't have we didn't have the debt that we're in right now, massive debt that we're in right now, and we could bear and you know and and 140 dollars a barrel broke us. Yeah. I mean, this, if you're, this if is going to tank the global economy. If you're Absolutely. Not, yeah, if you're not awake to this and you're not paying attention to this, you're going to be in trouble. I highly recommend, and I don't mean this to scare people, that you should be preparing. Now, that doesn't mean going out and running to the stores and ransacking the stores, but you need to be buying extra food on the side. You need to be doing these things because the price of gas, we're like, ah, you know, it's going to be a little more expensive at the pump, right? Ah, you know, maybe I can, I, you know, get, I get more, you know, money from work or whatever. Well, then you start getting into, into a spiral on that, a recession, sp- uh, a recession spiral on that. But mm-hmm. overall, I think we talked about this on the last podcast, as food goes up, the cost of everything else goes up because you have to transport all this stuff to places. But most importantly, food, yeah. food is going to skyrocket. And we'll, yeah, you know, when, when we're talking gas prices, we're talking, you know, $4, $4 plus, uh, you know, per, per gallon. That's not diesel. You know, most of these trucks, you know, in transportation methods, they use diesel. Yeah. Diesel is at like ships. Diesel's at like $7 a gallon, yeah. $8 a gallon. Canada, I think base, uh, regular gasoline, petrol, they're at $8 a gallon, not diesel. I don't even know what their diesel cost is right now, but um, yeah, I mean, gas and food, everything, the whole global economy runs on oil. Unfortunately, that is what it is, you know, and if we want to transition as much as we can, we, we, we can, but that takes time, effort and resources that the world just doesn't have at this moment. Or is the other thing, right? We're, we're looking at a global war that is, looks like it's kicking off. Okay. It may kick off. There's a good possibility that something's going to happen between Russia or China. Right. Well, based off all those numbers I just told you with oil, so when it comes to the U.S. government, we rely on the military to protect us, right? Mm-hmm. That's the constitutional duty of the U.S. government to protect its citizenry. Well, the the U.S. government, the military, 70% of it is re, uh, uh, relies on, on oil. Yep. Yeah, we need... <laughs> 
We need those uh, pipelines just for our own self-reliance self and in, self energy independence. But we're, we're already we're we're already tapping into the strategic oil reserves, right? To to offset costs for a day well, or two. There's only five years left of that. I mean, I can't believe that you know when with war on the horizon. I mean, NATO just authorized fighter jets to go into Ukraine air Ukrainian airspace to combat Russian Russian air force. That's absolutely insane. That if if NATO aircraft crosses into that airspace, it's World War Three, man. Russia is going to start launching launching. Wait, NATO sending? Uh, so I thought it was they were just providing aircrafts to the Ukrainians. No, no, no. If you look at the article, I mean, fact check me on this. I could be I could be wrong, but uh, from what I read, NATO authorized um, NATO aircraft to be to be flown into Ukrainian airspace and provide Ooh. almost the the no fly zone that they were that people yeah, keep espousing. Right? What, what is NATO going to do? I mean NATO. I mean NATO is the U.S. guys. When we when we speak NATO, we're really speaking the U.S. and with little yeah, brother know, UK and Germany and all these other little countries, you know, like 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 back in back in the U.S. up. So NATO is USA. Yeah, I mean we pay for it. We provide troops. We provide most of the you know. And yet they try their hardest to take away our sovereignty from that organization. Yeah, we so I, we shouldn't be a part of that. NATO, no. we should be. Yeah, I mean that's something that President Trump was trying to push hard for, right, to get us out of NATO. But obviously, there's logistical challenges too. You know, if not getting out of NATO, at least everyone paying paying their fair share, at the very yeah. least, do that. You know, um, going back to the oil it's thing, very liberal of you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, even if your argument is gas is bad for the environment, climate change will kill us all. Even if that is your argument. Uh, the worldwide demand for oil won't go down. No. Um, it no. maintains. And I guarantee you, America can produce oil cleaner, safer than Russia or China or Saudi Arabia. And with that, we can fund these into, you know, well, we have a free market coming up with other energy sources. I think nuclear is awesome. I think we talked about this last yeah. time. Yep. But uh, what is it? Germany said that they're actually pausing their. Uh, decommissioning of nuclear sites just because of the, the whole conflict well, in the Nord Stream uh, 2 pipeline being canceled. Well, you talk about, you know, we're saying this here, but this is what this is what some people want. They want to shut down oil. They want to turn us into this, you know, real green society. Well, California is is your future, right? You and I both from California. What are they, we seeing in California? They can't have a... That's chaos. Absolute chaos. People can't... Rolling blackouts, People brownouts. can't afford anything. World's, Fires, everything. World's largest GDP of a state, and they have to borrow money from the government and from other states to pay for not, their stuff. Not, not just not just not just borrow money. They have to borrow water. Power. They have to borrow. They buy power, water, infrastructure, labor. They pretty much they pretty much outsource everything that they can to other states to to try to support the the population and the lifestyle of California. <laughs> but that's why Silicon Valley and all these all the people that are like realizing like what a crap hole this place is are leaving. Yes, I know California is beautiful. I know I, I I love the scenery. I love California for you know the beautiful state that it is and and what it was. I think, but politically, you know, economically, it, with infrastructure and everything going on like that, pollution. I don't know if any of you guys have ever flown into into Los mm -hmm. Angeles, yeah. but it's like flying yeah. it's like flying through 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 a, you know uh, like a smog, like a volcano erupting, right? Yeah. I mean, it it makes absolutely no sense to to keep living in California and paying and paying these crazy taxes and you know just continuing on as 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 if nothing is you know as as if California was was like fifty years ago, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, what they tried to build that that high speed rail. And they're still working on it. And they're no, no, they haven't even started on it. Debt. They yeah. haven't even started on it. Nobody even, it was like approved and then 
permitting and a bunch of political stuff happened, and but it never it never got started yeah. anyways. Yeah, so Rant. You, you, if you can't get a train built in California, then where are you going to get it built? Rampant homelessness, uh, massive pollution, your biggest corporations moving out. That is the liberal paradise in California. Well, I, uh, like, you know, like we're just saying, Mike, all the list, list off all the things on California that – you know, we're looking at moving into in the future, right? If we if we head in this liberal direction, but one of the things people don't talk about either is is, is that when they sit there and say we want to shut off all this oil, how many lives has has the use of oil saved, right? Because yeah. people don't die. People, you know, they're talking about global warming, right, or glo- or climate change now, but really what they mean is global warming. And you know, they're talking about like, oh, look at all these people that are going to die because of global warming. When the fact is that per year more people die from cold than than heat. Yeah, what what people don't understand is, especially in Europe, with the conflict that's going on right now, once once Russia says, you know what, you guys keep supplying Ukraine with weapons, zero gas and oil for you guys. You guys want embargoes? Go for it. Whatever. We can supply India. We can supply China, our big big trade partners, right? Europe will go into the dark ages, and people will die from cold and, and you know, um, not lack of energy to support themselves. I mean, to refrigerate food. I don't think people really understand how much energy goes into, you know, everyday life nowadays. Yeah, Mike is already desperate. He ate Kyle. I ate Kyle, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, our, our good co-host Kyle had to step out for the remainder of the episode. We will see him uh, next week, hopefully. We're um, already in capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a dark and dreary road, road that we're, uh, we're, we're treading right now, you know, geopolitically uh, with energy. I think oh. people have the wrong uh, idea, especially with, you know, all the lies that Al Gore and, you know, his movie and, you know, all these climate... Well, we were supposed Doomsday to die back in saying. like 2012. Yeah, I, I mean, what what is I, every time somebody's like, oh, you know, the the the, the world is going to be flooded. I'm like, then yeah. why why are politicians and and you know, high society <laughs> people buying beachfront property? Dude? Yeah, yeah, like, we we're supposed to be dead like ten times over by now. Or, well, and the one thing that people never bring up either is they sit there and they say it's like, oh, these places that are going to be underwater, and when you tell them it's like. It's like, yeah, the, the sea will rise. That's that's going to happen. And we could tell that through the past, you know. And they're like, well, yeah, but you know, it, you know, it's going to happen quickly. It's like, no, it's going to happen more like over the over the course of like you know hundreds, 10, hundreds years. of hundreds of years. Yeah, hundred. You know, let's just say hundreds of years, right? What cities are underwater right now? The Netherlands, <laughs> Amsterdam is underwater. Uh, um, uh, what's it? Um, Louisiana. Um, uh, New, Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans is underwater, right? But what do they do? They build levees, they build dams, they build all kinds of stuff. They, they adapt. move inland. Yeah, and they adapt, right? Novel concept. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Uh, I, it's the 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 green dooms there is are just absolutely ridiculous, man. Is there global warming? I can kind of see evidence that there is global warming to the scale that they're saying it is. I think not. I think it's just a natural cycle that the Earth goes through, right? I mean, a a great um. Great episode is uh, Joe Rogan with, uh, I think it was two, both sides of the coin. He had two different guests on two t- separate episodes talking about um, global warming. One one said, you know, absolute lie. He presented his facts. And then the next episode, he, Joe Rogan had somebody else contradicting him and presenting his facts, right? I think right, somewhere maybe in the middle is some is where we're really at, you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff. I really like the Swedish gentleman who... Uh, Your Lumberg. Yep. Uh, he's great. You know, he talks about, yeah, global warming's a... Th- uh, climate change is a is a thing, but we got about ninety other things that are going to kill us a lot yeah. faster. Uh, so let's worry about about them. And he's getting on the big uh, nuclear train and kill us faster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fix world poverty, fix world hunger. I mean, the guy's believes in probably a bunch of social programs, but he's pretty sharp. 
I really like his analysis. Yeah, I read it. I read his book. Um, there's a couple other ones too. You have Alex Epstein, who ha- mm-hmm. or Epstein. Uh, he has um, a the moral case for fossil fuels, which is an amazing book. I recommend you read it. I've read it several times, and he just goes through. He lays out the reason why we need fossil fuels and and the benefits that they have done. Right. And this is a guy, he's done his research. He's a philosopher by trade. He's not in energy, but he, he did his research. You know, he went out there and, and looked into it. And he and Bjorn Lomberg are good friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another guy, uh, I can't remember his name. He just wrote the book, uh, San Francisco. Um, oh, he was on uh, Temple's episode, right? Uh, I think he wrote the book, Apocalypse Never. Yeah. Um, and so he, he talks about it. He was on the left, you know. And he's like, look, man, he's like, I do believe that there is there is climate change. You know, but that that is a synonymous term, right? We use climate change, right? The, well, the climate is always changing. The climate is always going to change. Guess what? We're coming out of an ice age right now. We're going to warm. Now, some people argue about, well, we're warming too fast. We don't know. We've only been here for two seconds, you know? Mm-hmm. In the course of, of this planet, we haven't been here that long. We don't know. Now, now I'm fine for, let's make an argument to, to you know, if, if the evidence is there that we are doing something but not to the extent that I think people are, are at right now, okay? And I don't want to trash the earth. I don't like seeing oil spills. I don't like seeing some of these things that, that happen, trash in, in, the, in, the, in the oceans and whatnot, right? But as, as we improve this country, as we've been improving, the other countries, guess what they're not doing? China, India, Yeah, right? they're, they're, they're ramping up their oil, gas, coal. and coal production, you know? <laughs> It's, it's hilarious that it's like, oh, we got to do everything we can. It's like, but when you look at these other countries like China, mm-hmm. which is like, they completely offset whatever we're going to do to to go green, guys, yep. you know? And when a push comes to shove, I think eventually, you know, will there be a conflict with China? I believe so. You know, when it comes to war and things like that, what's going to happen then when they have when they have all these oil reserves and oil capacity and, you know, we're, we're over here with our with our Nissan Leaf. (laughs) Well, yeah, there you go, right? You want to go to electricity, right? You want to have your electric cars. How are you going to do that, right? You don't want oil, okay? So how are you going to power these cars? Well, what's the biggest one right now? Coal, right? Coal power plants are the biggest producers of electricity for these cars. Well, you don't like coal, so let's get rid of that. Now what do you have? Renewables, wind, solar? Is that going to power all the electric cars that we're going to need or have right now currently? Absolutely not, because one, they're not reliable, they're not yeah, plentiful. The, the wind is, you know, not at our mercy. <laughs> yeah, you got, yeah. the wind turbines, you have to be in a wind corridor for those to be able to work. You can't just put a wind turbine on your house and then you get, you're get you going to get power. It's going to be very sporadic. And as we saw with the Texas Power Grid, right, their their wind turbines were susceptible to cold yep. and you know, extreme weather, which happens from time to time, not because of global warming, but because just nature is unpredictable. Hey, you have to treat this like a smart investor. Diversify your portfolio. Get from a lot of different places. Even by most liberal estimates of what wind and solar can do for us, 3% of the world's power can be met by a wind and solar if we did everything yeah. we could. And we're not going to do everything we could. And they're not even as efficient as most people think. No, from not, b- not by any stretch of the imagination. Not not yet. Can they at some point? Maybe. So wind, I don't think so. Solar, yes. I think I think solar always has room to grow, but is it right now? Absolutely not. Yeah, and I mean there's other things like geothermal, right? There's also But you're like, limited on that to to, limited. to uh, certain areas of the world. So right. and then I've also heard people like, "Well, why can't we dam up all these rivers?" I think they said it's like 98% of the neg- of the dammable rivers in this country and around the world have already been dammed up. You yeah. can't you can't dam up the desert in Arizona. It doesn't work, right? Um, Talk so about that, the ecological effects of fishing. Yeah, that's well, it's, not, it's not even that, too. I mean, politically, if you think about it, let's just think about the states, right? 
if if a if a state upstream decides to dam a river because they want to keep more of their water, what what happens to the states downstream for that? They're like, hey, this is part of our river too. Like you're killing to, the Delta smelt. Yeah, you, you need <laughs> <laughs> you need to open this river up and give us our water. And what if the state upstate upstate is like, nah, I don't think so. You know, yeah. I mean, I think we saw that with Arizona when they were having their drought a couple of years ago. They they told the um, the Great Lake states they're like, hey, we want your water. <laughs> Great Lake states were like. Nah, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, you know, what's funny. I'm sure you know this too. It's just a side note and I'm, I'm going to get back on track here, but you know, that Arizona provides, provides like, I think it's like half the water to LA. What? So, yeah. so when LA, when SB is a big aqueduct. Yeah. So when, when, in, yeah, all, Arizona has all this water underground. They have these massive aquifers everywhere underground. So well, anyway, it's poor, it's porous uh, red rock, right? Mm, I think they're yeah. topography or something like that. Yeah. So, and they have a nuclear power plant out there, right? But there's no, there's no sure. lake or river or anything like that, right? Because they use underwater, under underground waters. But anyway, so I remember back when SB 1070, uh, I'm, I'm going to get back on track here. SB 1070 passed. LA put out, they said, no government officials can travel to Arizona. So Arizona <laughs> goes, well, uh, we control your water and some of your power. So we're going to turn these off. Little and it was like switches. overnight. Yeah. Okay. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so. So we can't we can't use oil. We don't want to use oil, right? We don't want to use coal. Uh, wind and, and solar are out. What does that leave? Nuclear. Ah, ding 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 ding. But guess what? We don't like nuclear. We don't like nuclear. Yep. So yeah. wh- how are we going to power these cars? When we're talking about the horse yeah. and buggy, horse and buggy, <laughs> prayers and unicorn farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we talk about the dangers of nuclear, because people think of Chernobyl or what's the one in Japan? Uh, Fukushima. 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 Or even Three uh, Mile Island. Yeah, here. Yeah, yes. those which are, they just shut down. Yeah, it was still year. operational because <laughs> yeah. it was. A, I think it was a three reactor site or something like that, right? And one of them went down. Yeah, but, but the it, other ones were still operating at full capacity. It was con- it was, it was controlled. Yeah. <laughs> controlled. Yeah, those things are as we design more nuclear, they become safer and safer. And it's like for those meltdowns, you have to be really, really a lot of wrong things have to go. And we talk about how many fatalities per. Uh, unit of energy presi- provided, given the three biggest uh, meltdowns of, of nuclear power plants, nowhere near the tolls of uh, only a handful of oil spills or um, fires. Like nuclear per energy is one of the safest things you can yep. do. Um, I, I think it's a great idea. You know, a funny, a funny thing also a little bit off topic um, that I was looking at um, – I'm slightly of a, a bit of a nerd, so I was looking at some NASA stuff and obviously Joe Rogan's episodes. And I remember I saw, you know, a bunch of NASA scientists are always saying like, hey, all of this, all of this, you know, naysay on energy and oil and everything matters nothing. Because if there's a, a big enough solar flare or a solar event, it's going to fry everything. <laughs> yeah. And we're back in the dark ages again. But guess what's still going to work? Gas, oil, yep. you know. But electricity, yeah. all these chips and everything are getting fried. Oh, our, so. our, our, our national power grid is atrocious. It's terrible. Oh, right? man. I think it, what, what's the operating program? It's called Cobalt. I think there's like three people that still know how to program in that old language, archaic <laughs> language. No way. And they're all they're all like in their 80s, 90s. And so once, the, when, when, once these guys go down, dude, I mean, if we don't, you know, restructure the power grid or you know, whatever it is, the infrastructure, it's like – um, who knows how to turn this on? <laughs> Dude, I've, I've talked to some old school hackers that grew up on Cobalt. Those guys are like in their 70s or 80s. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing that but we you can know, do anymore. I, I love as, as at least some of the people in West Virginia can take a joke and they, they poke fun at themselves. I see them driving their Teslas. And in, in West Virginia, you can get a license plate. It's a black license plate that supports coal. 
And oh, so on God. their Teslas, they get these black license plate <laughs> that says, I support coal, which is hilarious because it's exactly what's powering their car. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but they can take a joke. They're like, hey, you know what? I, I like this, but you know what? At the same time, I know where my power comes from. Yeah. Picking back on comment you said earlier, uh, we really want to take care of our land. Um, and, you know, God's created this earth for us and given us mm-hmm. domain over it to take care of it. That's our charge mm-hmm. to make sure this is in its best form. And I really think that, you know, we, the more we push the free market, the more we push values. And I see a lot of movements. You and I are in them where you go towards more shopping farm to table, self-reliancy, growing your own stuff. Uh, the more that movement becomes bigger, the more you care about nature, the more you rely, the less you rely on this uh, coal and gas, and the more it kind of opens up um, the gas to go towards other things and more of a mindset to take care of the land that we have. Yeah, I think I think when it comes to, you know, our faith and what we believe in you know, being members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I think it's, you know, you know, God helps you to to be as as, you know, as prosperous as 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 you can, right? You know, he loves us and you know, he wants the best for us, but he's also like, "Hey, you're you're an adult," right? In the in the words of Ron Swanson like, "Teach a man to fish and you and he, <laughs> he eats for a day or don't teach them that fish, and you eat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fishing's not that hard, you know. Being adult, <laughs> and I mean it's so true, you know. Being being self reliant. I mean, th- I think the homesteading movement is so huge, especially in the last like couple couple years because of COVID, right? People realize that you know the supply chain, you know, being self reliant on on where your food come from comes from is is so important. Um, I know me and my wife are you know you know avid homestead you know enthusiasts, and you know we we want to kind of start that chapter of our life soon and um again that circles back to our faith right you know our father in heaven god you know he he provides us you know he gives a little nudge and provides you know like 10 20 percent of, of, of the effort and you know he expects us to make up the rest or, or whatever we can do right mm-hmm. um, but he, he leaves it to us to determine whether we know we're going to be successful and you go after our dreams and you know wishes and you know be uh, as prosperous as we can in this life or, you know, or we're we just going to waste our talents, right? And just, yeah. just, uh, subside and, uh, subsist on, uh, the government, you know, daddy's, uh, daddy's money and, and government programs. Right. I mean, yeah. unfortunately that I understand some people are, are in, are in tough situations every day. I understand that people struggle. I mean, I didn't grow up with, you know, vast amounts of money. None of us you know, did. I don't think anybody here in, on the podcast did. Um, in the barrio in Arizona, man. Exactly, man. I mean, you know, grow up, growing up on 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 beans and tortillas, you know, cheese. Like that's just the way it is, you know. And I think that brings a bit of humility and you know uh, understanding of of other people's you know plights. And um, you know, I, I feel for them, I really do. But at the same time, you know, you gotta pick yourself up and you gotta go after, right? You gotta take chances. You gotta take risks. You gotta yeah. you gotta do as much as you can, and then you know, pray and ask Heavenly Father for you know to to help you get the rest of the way through so what's the uh the metaphor of uh the gas the air mass jump from the airplane focus on yourself before you help others yeah yeah if you have kids you know first you put on you first put on the oxygen mask on yourself to and then you take care of the food you the kids take care of, yeah. but you got to take off your you got to take off your covid mask oh yeah, COVID. Uh, <laughs> no don't, don't take it off in the middle of the plane <laughs> imagine the mask comes down and there's like an, another mask on it you're like uh, no you have to double mask what wait you're, wait, you're waiting to see that one person uh, <laughs> what do i do <laughs> filter through it and they're like as soon as you're like as soon as you move it down and just put your mask on <laughs> you're, you're just looking at them like <laughs> i i mean this, all 
everything, all the COVID stuff is just nobody cares anymore. No, nope. all these restrict. Did you guys it see ma- that? It just magically disappeared. You see that California like <laughs> slowly like lifted all their mask mandates for their your schools and everything, and all these states like they just magically went away. Yeah, Amazing state, how no one makes everybody's. It, yeah. <laughs> Such a politically charged, stupid set of rules. Can't believe it. Um, So, yeah, you have to focus on yourself. And then so you're in a good mind space and you're healthy to help someone else. Uh, Thing same with homesteading and being able to build up a a pile of food. I knew someone who who did their own canning and their own food storage. They had a shopping. They had a stack of those like shopping baskets Mm -hmm. in their basement that their neighbors could come and go through their massive food storage and other people could take their stuff. What an awesome thing to do for your community. You know, vote with your dollar, buy from people uh, local that support this kind of stuff and help each other build this kind of stuff. Self-reliance is key. We want America to do it with our energy. We want all of you to do it with your lives so you can help yourselves and those around you. One final thing before we leave this topic, really impressed with your research. For those of you who don't know the background behind us, Mike is kind of our uh, AV technician and and, uh, editor. So I saw like you doing your homework. Like I saw a whole teacher's pet thing trying to impress the guy running this. (laughs) I'll give you a sticker later. My beard's still better than yours. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm here just like the class clown while you're doing all your homework. No, I mean, for for those of you guys listening, I mean, we we try to do our best. Obviously, we're we're still new at this. You know, as you guys can notice with, you know, cameras and and audio and stuff, you know, we'll eventually get better. Uh, But we're just trying to bring you guys fresh ideas and, you know, our views on, on, on these topics that we're talking about. Well, plus... You know, we're t- when we first started this, we said that, you know, we're just normal people sit around and have a conversation, right? Any- anybody could do what we're doing right now. And you should, you know, you should get the word out. But the biggest thing we just want people to see is that any of this information that I found, you can Google it. Yeah. Easy, right? But it took me, you know, a better part of an hour to figure out some of this stuff. I found it. Yep. And here, now you have it, right? It's not hard. Yeah. You just, just, just got to do some takes work. It takes work, right? Yeah, check your sources. Any, anything good, anything good is or in worth of value. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't go, I didn't go right, and I didn't go left. I went right down the middle. Use the government information. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, let's let's jump into our other story that we have. Um, kind of more on the on the world stage again. Um, if you guys haven't been following this, uh, the U.S. has really been, um, and you know, all NATO countries and other countries around the world have been pushing to censor and restrict uh you know the russian finances and i think uh, this uh, next article uh, from yahoo news really uh compounds and actually uh for certain reasons that we'll talk about soon it's it's really a, a scary topic um the fact that that this is happening to russia um especially because once you uh really mess with a country's uh, finances and don't really you don't have another you know way out and way to do transactions that really puts them in kind of like a no one situation and then makes them desperate right so with further ado let's talk about this um this is from again yahoo news uh visa and mastercard suspend russian operations amid shocking and devastating invasion um visa and mastercard are suspending operations in russia as president vladimir putin ratchets up his bloody invasion of ukraine visa said on saturday that it would cut off transactions over the coming days adding that once the ban is in place Card issues in Russia won't work abroad, and foreign issue cards won't work inside Russia either. Uh, we're compelled to act following Russia's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine and the unacceptable events that we have witnessed. Visa CEO Al Kelly said in a statement, Mastercard quickly followed suit, calling the Russian war on Ukraine shocking and devastating. Mastercard's ban will be similar to Visa's. 
Um, so what do you guys think about this? Um, what do you guys think the, the impact, uh, you know, worldwide? How much reliance do? does Russia have on MasterCard and Visa? What, what reliance on it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Visa and MasterCard are kind of the, you know, the world's premier, I guess, financial transaction, um, I guess, companies or, or methods. I mean, yeah. everything, everything is either Visa or MasterCard. I mean, I know from my perspective, uh, where I live, yeah, everything's Visa, MasterCard. I just don't know internationally and with a community like Russia. Uh, it'd be nice to choke them out, make this more expensive than they can afford so they can't do a long invasion. Hopefully Ukraine holds out. But uh, I don't know if they have other resources they can turn to for financing. Well, I think, I think when it comes to the war, I mean, I think they're committed. I don't think they have any other way but to, to keep going and go go for the gold, you know, and try to try to take over Ukraine. I think when it comes to the finances, I mean, I think this is just going to impact oil again, gas prices, and you know, drive drive them closer to you know unification with you know China on a on a global scale against the, you know the West and NATO countries. It's <clears throat> it's kind of scary to me in a sense. Um, I you know of course I don't support what Russia is doing. Um, nobody does, I would, I would imagine, except for Pooty Poot. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I believe we should do things to take action, such as stop buying Russian oil, uh, imposing actual harsh sanctions on Russia that prevent them from doing business. I get that. This, I don't know, I, I don't know enough about it to really speak on it, but just off of what I'm seeing, the biggest thing that I can think of is that there, there's a slippery slope to this in a sense. Mm-hmm. If Visa and MasterCard can do this to an entire country, if at some point, if at some point in time their political alignment doesn't align with yours, what's to keep them from shutting you off? Yeah. Right? Oh, well, you know, everything's starting to go digital. Well, we so we see you voted for such and such politician. We don't like that. We don't want to do business with you anymore. And in fact, you know, we're going to shut off all your cards. Hey, you can sit there and say, oh, it's hyperbole. You're going down this this dark road. But it always does that. It always ends up that way. Yeah, unfortunately, it's actually already happened. Um, there are several very, um, well, and I'm not going to say very, but at least, you know, center, libertarian, right-leaning, um, you know, com- political commentators, people that started businesses like the CEO of Gab, um, the social network. And he was ousted from all these financial services, MasterCard, Visa, Amex, you know. Yeah, well, he had no yeah. he had no recourse on, on how to pay uh, for things Bitcoin or how to was bank. his only Yeah, crypto <laughs> and Bitcoin were the only checks. Sa- <laughs> checks, yeah. His his saving grace. Um and he said because of that, um, it was really the only reason why Gap is, is still allowed to continue today. And they think they developed their own um their own payment system just like uh, like locals did. Um, Dave Rubin's um, yeah. company that he sold well, off. This is driving the parallel economy. Yeah. I, again, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not faulting Visa for anything yet. Okay. Uh, taking actions against Russia, I agree with. Not taking action against the people is another thing too. Like China, we don't like we don't like the governments, right? We don't like the Chinese government. We don't like the Russian government. The people, on the other hand, has a different story. Okay. Um, but. Yeah, it's. I, I'm just. I'm cautious and wary of things like this on a on a global massive scale like this. That at some point in time, it's going to be weaponized, right? You know, I mean, it's technically it's being weaponized right now for a good purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what's again to keep them from you know ten fifteen years from now 
using it politically to shut you down, which we, we saw social media is doing, right? Social media, if you were somebody on the right or you supported Trump or whatever it may be, they shut you down, you know, shut yeah. you off. There is um, a statement from Homeland Security that they're elevating uh, people, spreaders of misinformation uh, akin to terrorists. Oh, yeah, I did see it. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, I saw, it's an article related to that. Yeah, I didn't that, get too, too deep into it, though. That is concerning because of how many, because we all hate terrorism, and how many powers we have given the government to take care of terrorists, and now we have not defined terrorists. We have applied it to anyone we disagree with, and that is a horrible state to be in. Uh, taken to the most logical conclusion of this, or... There's a few ways to take it. One, look at China and their social credit. Uh -huh. uh, there is a gentleman who was uh, an MMA enthusiast in China. He went around teaching people how traditional Kung Fu was not adequate in the face of Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling, Western boxing. And he went around beating a bunch of Kung Fu masters, right? Uh, I can't remember the showman's name, but he's been on several podcasts and has his own movement. And uh, he was showing that Kung Fu doesn't work. In China, a world superpower, mind you. People who are worried about world trade, nuclear research, military, technology. Last thing on a superpower's mind should be the politics of MMA. They saw this guy uh, bad-mouthing uh, a Chinese national pride of kung fu, saying it was ineffectual. And you can't speak bad about that because you speak bad about China. They ruined his social credit so he couldn't travel he couldn't get any loans. He couldn't buy anything. They exiled him because he spoke badly about Kung Fu. If you don't know what social credit is, <laughs> it is this system in China where they evaluate your social security, your crime rate, your all this stuff. And they evaluate as a person uh, what goods and services you're allowed to have. China doesn't believe in a constitution like we do. They fully believe they have the right to control information and look at people's uh, um, personal information and make decisions about their lives. They think they have that power as a government to do that. So they develop the social credit to control your lives and they squander stupid st stuff like this that wouldn't matter. We don't want people to have that kind of power over us. I'm so happy to have a constitution that at least blocks that kind of intrusion. But when we see the expanse of terrorists, which is a soft definition word, it's concerning. We have it here in the United States already. It's called ESG. Yeah. ESG <clears throat> score. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to explain that a little bit? Environmental right social governance, right? So basically, the it's a work around the Constitution that the United States government, and I'm not necessarily saying this as the government is fomenting this, however, a case can be made. Um, but what they're doing is they're going through companies, right? A public-private partnership to basically allow these companies to make up their own decision whether or not they want to do business with somebody or employ somebody or whatever it may be. And these businesses are, are uh, part, you know, a lot of them are signing on with this pledge from the World Economic Forum, right? And this pledge basically states, uh, go look it up. It's, it's free to find on the World Economic Forum. And the pledge basically says, I will not do business with anybody who, who uh, deals in oil, natural gases, anything like that, anything that isn't green. I will not uh, sell to anybody who deals in these things. I will not loan to anybody who deals in these things and so we see these companies like uh was it black rock you know black rock, black and, rock. Um, so yeah, the state of west virginia um which I'm, I'm proud to say the uh the secretary of state i believe basically they just they ousted black rock uh out of the west out of west virginia so black rock no longer 
is able to do business. Able, well, no, not do business, but they used to, they, they control like their funds and stuff like that oh. for investments. And so they ousted BlackRock because guess what? BlackRock doesn't like coal, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's all well, the coal in the U.S., but they'll, they'll invest in coal in China know, and, China yeah, and yeah, abroad. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to use these ESG scores, just like you said. It's going to be here in the U.S. Uh, and instead of a uh, uh, basic like a credit score, what what this is probably going to turn into, you know, and uh, is going to be yeah, you're going to have like a, a a social credit score, you know, and your social credit score will determine, you know, well, can you get a loan for a car? Can you sign for a house? You know, how much house can you buy? Um, oh well, guess what? You own you own eight. 80 acres of land. That's too much land. Nobody should own 80 acres of land. You know what? Credit score is going down. You know, uh, <laughs> there was an episode of uh, Seth MacFarlane's show, uh, the Naked Fun of like Star Trek and stuff like that. <laughs> what was it called? The Galaxy? Uh, no, not Galaxy. Orville, uh, no. Or, the Orville. Orville. The Orville. Orville yeah. And there was an episode where they go to this planet and everybody has these little buttons on their shirts and you can push the button up or push it down or you could also vote for somebody online. So everybody has these credit scores, right? Well, if you get down, if your credit gets to a low enough point, they like lobotomize you. Oh, <laughs> but, the, but it's like it, We're totally parody. You're seeing, I mean, well, it's like the Babylon Bee, right? Yeah. Everything on the Babylon Bee is like turning into reality at like record Yeah, all the, all the writers on Babylon Bee are like, oh, this is hilarious. This, it'd be so funny if this ever happened. And they're like, Two weeks later, like, oh my gosh, this actually is happening, and it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, but the ESG stuff, you can look it up. It's what they're basically the World Economic Forum is doing is they're taking what China has already done, and they're trying to to make it a softer, more gentler version. Yeah, the thing is, like, a lot of like academics here in the U.S. are even pushing it. Even politicians are like, oh, this is a great system we should implement here in the U.S. And like, you know, they've been kind of backdooring it through through companies through the ESG score mm -hmm. um, here in the United States, which is very scary, right? Because I mean, it goes directly against the Constitution and everything we believe in. I think that's the problem. I mean, I think nowadays people are just ignoring the Constitution. And nobody's upholding it, man. Like, Supreme Court, nothing. You well, know, so the, the Constitution is just being tossed to the wayside. Well, look what just happened in Canada. You had the, the, uh, those truckers, <clears throat> you know, that, that Freedom uh, Convoy. the Freedom Convoy. Yeah, they, they blockaded, it was Ottawa, mm -hmm. and they went after their banks. You know, they, the banks went after them to shut them down. Right. And whoever uh, uh, also donated to them. Right. There was a story about this mom who was like a single mom of like three or four kids or something. Mm -hmm. um, and she donated, I think, like ten dollars to the yeah. Canadian dollars to the to the to the convoy. They they canceled her her bank account or something or, or froze her assets or something. She, well, couldn't, she couldn't pay for rent or buy groceries. Well, they were talking about revoking these these uh, truckers, their insurance. You know, it's just like you got to be kidding me. You know, uh, <laughs> you want but. But this is this is ESG. You're you, you're seeing it happen a little bit at a time. But you, it's a lot of people just don't know what it is yet. But this is ESG. This is this is the World Economic Forum. Right. You know what infuriated me about the Freedom Convoy is uh, they had a Kickstarter page raise money for them, and they shut it down because we didn't know what this was. It's a bunch of right wing extremists protesting and being violent. There's well, they, they didn't just shut it down. They actually stole the funds. Stole the funds. And they, and they said, oh, we're actually going to distribute the funds to charities that we select. I'm like, first of all, that's not your money. You're just a middleman to collect funds, distribute to the people, to, to the organization that people donated to. If you if you don't want to do business with them, that's fine. Just return the money to the people so they can give it to, through a different. I think, that, I think they method. they had to end up doing that. They, they changed that. They did do that. But oh really? Thing, I haven't I haven't heard yeah. that the, the money was returned. Yeah. So they uh, they had to. Parallel economies again, right? So people were tired of that, so they went to Give Send Go, right? Give Send Go is a Christian organization yep. that 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 parallels um, 
the other one. What's it called? GoFundMe. 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 Yeah, that's what it is. But again, parallel economy. So people went to people went to give send go raised another like eight million dollars, and then like overnight, give send go got hacked. You know, DDoS attacks. They you know they got they got the list <laughs> of uh, donor donors for the yeah, and then they started cons. yeah started, tracking uh, them, doxing them. Yeah. yeah. So Freedom Convoy police reports they like arrested them for protesting. If that. Very few, it, probably none, violence between them. You as see, far, the as only far violent, as I know, there was no violence. No violence. Except, there was. There was. Was there? There was a driver that tried to run over somebody. Oh, that's right. Do you know who they were? They were Antifa affiliated. Oh, yes. They were Antifa. BLM Antifa affiliated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Antifa. Oh, but, but that wasn't reported, right? It was just reported that somebody in the truck yeah. ran over somebody else at the, at the protest. But they, you know, they... It's tomato, tomato. They, bury the, they bury the lead, man. It's yeah. like all the way at the bottom. They're like, oh, by the way, this person was affiliated with Antifa. Yeah. It's point, like, period, right? Yeah. The, yeah they, the, the one Nazi flag they find, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, here's this guy with the Nazi flag. It's like, it's Canada, dude. What do you- I mean, did you guys know that the convoy also kicked that person out of yeah, the exactly, convoy? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Immediately. Did anybody run up to the guy or the girl and ask them, why are you here? Why do you have that flag? No, they just go, oh, look, look up. Oh, there's a flag. You know, like, yeah. we're, this person's with them. How do you know? So, no. Arrests on violent crimes anywhere. A lot of those are plants. Antifa tried to make the protests violent. It failed because these people are reasonable. Their GoFundMe gets tossed out. Remind me what GoFundMe did with BLM. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, got, they had a GoFundMe for BLM, and they never took it off. And that was millions, nearly just shy of a billion dollars of damages in arson and vandalism. Yeah, what's hilarious is that all that money right now is being... Um is being investigated because nobody knows who's in charge or where it went. But then again, like, you know, um, ex, you know, head of, you know, one of the founders of of BLM. She she bought, no, she bought several of them. Right. But then she left the organization. So they're like, how did, how did you pay for this? You know, you're a nonprofit. Like, how did you pay for like multimillion dollar homes in Topanga Canyon, California, Los Angeles, right? Like one of the richest neighborhoods in, in, the freaking country. Yeah. Well, there's there's a good episode. Um, uh, I think it's still free. You go to you could go to the Blaze and and they walk you through this money. They tracked it where the money went. Yeah, yeah. The, it was it was basically it was getting funneled into very leftist organizations and and <laughs> most of that money did not go to black organizations at all. Yeah, it probably went back to you know uh, Democratic super PACs or something like that, right? Yeah, because they have their oh, man. I know the Blaze report on this too. Um, shell corporations that they used to funnel money to the DNC. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to find out who the, who those are, you guys can go check the blaze. Yeah, uh, next time I have a bit of homework. There are two or three individuals I know that came from black impoverished communities that started their own schools and their own programs for people donating to to help these communities they came from. They set up their own private schools. They set up their own mentoring programs. They have done more to revitalize their communities than BLM. Not a single cent of BLM has gone to help poor black communities. And there are several private organizations that do Tens of thousands, uh, well, times zero is still zero, <laughs> above what they can do. Well, again, uh, I, uh, to get back to the premise of what we were talking about, way off target. I'm, right I'm, well, no, no I'm, it, I'm okay with people raising money for BLM. I'm okay with people raising money for their freedom convoy. Absolutely. I'm okay with people raising money for any of these organizations if that's what you want to do. Don't dox the people who are doing it. You know, it's your money, right? Do what you want to do. I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. if it's something that's illegal, investigate it. Go through the process, right? Mm-hmm. But if you want to donate to whatever organization your heart sees fit, do it. It's your money, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to shut that stuff down. Just like when we get to, like, freedom of speech, right? 
we're, we're hearing stuff now about, you know, it's like, well, you know, we need to have some some barriers on freedom of speech. This and that. It's like, no, you either have freedom of speech or you don't. Okay. And so when same thing, when it comes to this, it's like, it's your life, live your life, donate the money to who you want to do, donate to. Don't shut those organizations down. If you want to do, do uh, uh, business with GoFundMe, do business with GoFundMe. If you want to do business with Give, Send, Go, do business with Give, Send, Go. But the thing is, you're going to see this parallel economy expand because the problem is, is that the left, they want to interfere with your life and they want to be able to control things. Whereas the typically the right just want to be left alone. Yep. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I think just the state of the world and especially here in the U.S. are just screwed. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say, I mean, I to, 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 to come back from. I have, from hope. A, <laughs> I have hope. Yeah. I mean, I think I think there is hope. There's always hope, I think. Um, I mean, I think the, the culture war is definitely changing. Yeah, I think the culture yeah. is, uh, people are definitely starting to see that, you know, being this, this woke, you know, radical left is, mm. is just not conducive to a good life. Mm. You know, if, especially if you want to, you know, be happy and find somebody and get married. And I mean, if you don't, that's on you again, that's your choice. Biblical principles. Exactly. Right? Teach or, or treat others how you want to be treated. Yeah. I mean, this country was founded on, on, um, on Christian principles, right? Judeo-Christian principles. Judeo-Christian yep. Judeo principles. And the founder said that, you know, a country, this country would not function if if um, if the, the morality was not what it was. Well, right? the, the, yeah, the Constitution doesn't function under, under any other, any other premise, way. Yeah. Any other premise, yeah. And so I, I believe that, it, that right now faith, morality, all of that is under attack. Um, I believe that, you know, the personification of, you know, just... What is it? What what were those views called? Like like in Rome and in Greece, where you know they're just kind of, you know, free free thinking, open open minded. Mm. You know, do whatever you want, and you know, enjoy life to to the fullest. Mm. And you know, it doesn't matter. You know, if if you're doing bad things, as long as it makes you happy, you're good to go. But gluttony too. Gluttony, absolutely. <laughs> so I think yeah. it's just it's it's a sad state that that we got into this point where sides have to be chosen, and unfortunately, that's that's where we're headed. So you know. Oh, get out of the cities, start a homestead, raise <laughs> some chickens, some pigs, <laughs> grow some veggies, see how hard it is to grow a turnip. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. if you don't eat it. Yeah, I saw this uh, ABC special about this lady living in New York doing a mom meetup program, and she can't make any money off of it, and her husband does some green thing making, I don't know, $60,000 a year. They spend $5,000 a month on child care and then five thousand dollars a month on rent. That does not add up. Like she was talking about how they need social programs to afford all this stuff. Matt, thinking, I'm bad with maths. Can you add that up for me, please? No, they're they're you like, like ten grand, so five grand for child care and five grand for rent. rent and they I only mean make... that sounds about right for New York City. That's... I mean for those of you guys that don't know, I worked in New York City for, for a couple of years and my boss he he was paying like three plus grand in childcare, dude. And he was commuting from New Jersey all the way through Manhattan into Brooklyn. And, I mean, just... You're, what you're basically saying is that <laughs> well over 50% of their income is going towards this stuff. So. Yeah, they can't afford all that. They had to do, uh, you know, loans. But... Get out of the city. Thirty three grand is about where it should be because I think the most expensive one in New York, you can look it up, is about seven $800 per kid, and they have cheaper per, for one. But that's the most expensive. Go half that. Or how about this? Instead of renting, move out... Find a different job and buy some land. Oh, Brian has a, Brian has a thought. Yes. 
I agree with you 100%. However, if you move to these areas, don't move to, don't move to West Virginia, one. <laughs> stay, out, stay out of West Virginia. But no, I'm, I'm joking aside. If you, no, move really. to the, if you move to these areas, if you are fleeing you know, uh, San Francisco, L.A., Sacramento, you're fleeing New York, New He's Jersey. He's passionate now. You're fleeing all of these places, and you're going to red states, right, so that you can go buy your house and your land and get away from these laws that you hate so much. Do not vote for those same things when you get to those areas. Yep. Don't do it. You let that for a reason, right? If you love it so much, stay there and wallow in it. Don't move out where the rest of us are, where we're enjoying life, right? Where Come can, join us. Where Come I, join yeah. us. We're, we'll welcome you with open arms. If yeah, if if you if you will if you abide by how we want to live out there, then yep. yes. Uh, somebody else brought it up. They said, you know, it's like they're saying, why are you trying to make Texas California? California already exists. Let Texas be Texas. Yeah, right? go to California. Yes. Yeah, live in California if you like that stuff so much, or yeah. New York. They it's, they want they want the quality of life of Texas with the with the culture of, of California. Oh, it's like, but then it just becomes California. Yeah. Oh, we we hate Florida so much. What did Nancy Pelosi just do? She bought a house out in Florida and she's going to retire there. Yep. Yeah. Unfor- AOC, unfortunately, AOC. not this year. <laughs> yes. You know, be civically involved. Vote what's passionate about, but realize if you're moving one place to go to another place because they've developed a better uh, standard of living, then um, acknowledge why it's a better standard of of living, and um, realize that you know you should acknowledge that place for what they've developed, mm-hmm. and uh, be supportive of that. You know, <laughs> you left there because the policies made life there poor. So acknowledge that when you move somewhere else and pay attention to the policies they've supported and how they, that has led to a better standard of life. And, you know, educate yourself on that and learn from it and open your mind. See the other side. I think it's great to go out and experience a different culture within America, many different cultures within America. It's funny, this topic, because I, I saw a story about uh, AOC going to Texas and saying, hey, we're going to change we're going to change Texas uh, to blue or mm-hmm. something like that. We're going to make Texas blue. Mm-hmm. It's like, first of all, you represent Queens. What are you doing in Texas? Yeah. Second of all, what are you doing in Texas? Nobody likes you there. <laughs> Get away from Texas. Go back to Queens. You know she doesn't spend a minute in Queens in her district. Yeah. She does. You know they're they're supposed to uh, live in their district, but she doesn't own a single place in Queens. And it's it's hilarious because I, I have friends you know who who sh- who share share our faith, and you know they moved to New York just shortly after I did, and and their political views just. Just went into the gutter, man. I mean, okay. they they they're they're hardcore AOC fans now. I'm just like, how can you be a supporter of AOC and the things that she espouses when they're completely contradictory to your faith and beliefs? You know, and I'm not I'm not talking about systemic oppression because that's that that's not that's not a it's not a thing. All right, uh, AOC was not systemically oppressed because that's, she that's... went from being a bartender to being a freaking congresswoman all right so don't hey, t- don't tell the American me dream don't tell me exactly don't <laughs> tell me that there there was she she was there's people being racist and stopping her from achieving that okay now when that when that success story is there so and, and what didn't they raise all this money for her abuela in puerto rico and then they like had to shut it down because the right raised so much money the racist right raised all this money for her abuela yeah she couldn't take it she couldn't take it there's no way she would have been able to take that man because then there's nothing she could stand on but you don't see anybody from Texas going to New York and saying, "Hey, we need to make New York red." Like, no, oh gosh, <laughs> nobody, dude. because people understand. You're it's like, like, stay there, it's, stay yeah, there if you want you, this. You made this bed, you sleep in it. Yep, enjoy it. Okay, don't come to ours and, and ruin ours and wreck ours. Yeah, but that's the same thing. The 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 left cannot tolerate. Right, they're they're un, they're intolerable. They they can't see happiness elsewhere, 
and so they have to go there and change it and make everybody else miserable. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but that's that's not something that uh, <laughs> I am interested in whatsoever. Yes, and <clears throat> I know we're going to wrap up here pretty soon, but elections have consequences. Yep. As elections are coming up, if you vote, don't focus on the bigger picture. Focus on the smaller picture. Focus on your local elections. Figure out who's in your school board. Figure out who is, you know, a uh, constable. Figure out who's your sheriff. Figure out these local elections. Go out there. Do your research. Don't just vote for them because they have an R or a D mm-hmm. in their name. Don't. Do your research. All right? Party affiliation, whatever, that doesn't really matter. Who are these people? You know, what, what, you know, what do they stand for and what do they believe? Yep. Focus on these smaller elections and it'll change the bigger picture. Yep, I think uh, I the most important one is definitely the you know the, the school boards. Mm-hmm. I think it yeah. all starts with your children, right? I mean, the, the next generation, they're being taught right now the beliefs and, you know, um, values that they're going to espouse into, into, you know, later generations. And if the left keeps keeps winning these arguments and, you know, teaching your children about, you know, all these all this garbage uh, CRT crap, then, you know, that unfortunately, that's that's where the country's going to go and that's where your children are going to believe and teach their children and their children and so forth. So vote primary elections, you know, vote, vote for your, your school, school boards, make sure that, you know, get, get on the school, get boards. on the school boards. Absolutely. You know, be involved. And then as well as like your, you know, your city councils mm-hmm. and, you know, your mayor, your sheriff, your, town, your sheriff. Absolutely. That's very important. Yeah. Um, you know, make every state a uh, constitutional caring. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, George is about to become a constitutional caring. Yeah, well, really? Yeah, they just passed the, the, the bill in the House. I think it's going to the Senate or something like that. And it's funny because they, they have that one county that they, they passed a law where everybody had to own, own a, a weapon, and the like the the uh, crime rate just sunk, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, um, thankfully we have Stacey Abrams running, and uh, you know, hopefully that changes things. Just kidding. She's yeah, let's wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for watching episode three. We really appreciate it. Um, I think it was a great conversation. And if you guys have any questions or comments, please leave them below. Um, you can find us from first and foremost on Rumble, as well as uh, obviously YouTube, Gab, um, you know, coming to you on also Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts as well. So you can find us on all those big, big platforms. You got to get a Patreon or something. Oh, we actually, if you want to support us, we are on Locals as well. Hey. If you want to... You know, help us get better equipment and <laughs> hire hire a hire a uh, college intern. intern. <laughs> hire a college intern, uh, intern to, would to be push the, the buttons one. and uh, run all our stuff. That would be awesome too. But uh, we really appreciate your support and um, uh, tuning in to listen. You guys want to say anything in closing? Nope. Good. Good. Awesome. Good job. Great. Thank you. Awesome guys. Well, thanks a. again. We'll see you guys next time.